self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artist what's going on it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back at you for another episode and i sound regular so you know there you go yeah she she back to normal <laughs> back oh if you couldn't handle it last week then I appreciate you for being back with us this week. <laughs> I thought about it like after we got done and I was like, I couldn't even get through that movie because of Michelle's voice. So I, I'm not surprised that some people like couldn't deal with me sounding like fucking Minnie Mouse. So I get it. I understand. That's how I felt about that movie. That's yeah. why I couldn't watch it. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. What I need y'all to do is go check out the website. Oh, I haven't been keeping up with the website though. But that don't keep you from being able to go and <laughs> leave us some male feedback because I haven't been updating the podcast episodes and the articles like I say I do on the beginning <laughs> of the episode. But you can still go to it and check out some of our old stuff. I'm I get on it every now and then. But uh, you can find me at Twitter at Mister M I S T E R underscore on point, and I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it into the website that Mister On points not maintaining <laughs> or you can mm-hmm. send it to our gmail account which is conversation card artist at gmail.com we didn't have a letter this week but we had a conversation and that created a question that we just kind of wanted to talk about and that is are men who are sexually assaulted while they're in prison then gay when they get out of prison I think I think if you're talking about gay, we're talking about from my perspective, clearly there's debate, heavy heavy debate on it, <laughs> of homosexuality is mostly in a born trait, like something that you're born with. From my perspective. Now mm-hmm. there are life circumstances that can create a situation in which you will carry on male relationships in your life, but I don't know if that makes you gay in the sense that I believe that you have that in, in you know innate trait yeah. of being gay or whatever creates you to being gay that's that's predetermined before you're born because that's a whole lot more than it's not really because i don't think every man that comes out continues relationship with men like i don't know that that's I don't know the statistics on that, but I wouldn't. I don't know that they all come out and still decide to do that. And there could be many reasons why that is. It could be either that they found it pleasurable, or or over time <laughs> found it pleasurable, or that I mean there could be so many things they oh, feel they so became, emasculated yeah, now. Became used to it. Became used to it. They feel emasculated, so they just you know continue those kind of relationships instead of pursuing women because. That would have a, a an impact, I think, especially with the way society views masculinity. Somebody that's been overpowered by a man or men constantly for over a period of time, I think that that would have an impact on how that man felt about his masculinity at that point as well, just based off of society, not because it actually has an impact on how masculine he is, because you getting attacked it's completely different you know mm-hmm. it would be very hard for you to get attacked by a group and come out on top so um it could be a number of things i, I just don't think that that has anything 
to I mean, do and, with them being gay. And them enjoying it could be they enjoy the physical part of it or they might just enjoy being dominated and then know it. Like, yeah, it's spectrums of all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think, and just in this dialogue general, we're assuming that every man that goes to jail, you know, gets fucked in his ass. I don't know. <laughs> you know, we're assuming that. Well, we said the ones that are sexually assaulted. The ones that are sexually assaulted. Not just men in general. But I you think, think that's more or less the sexual assault. I don't know. I think it depends on. It depends on like a number of things. I, I would think because. I think somebody who who's gonna be in there for twenty years is more likely to engage in that because it's either that or you just never have sex for twenty years. Well, I don't think it's about sex. I well, don't think it's about sex at all. Yeah, I mean, for think some people, domination. maybe it's about sex because yeah. I mean, if a dude that's already gay end up locked up, it might be about sex for him. Mm-hmm. You know, or it might the most powerful dude in the jail. It might end up being. About sex for him because mm-hmm. you're gonna get it from somewhere. Yeah. But I think generally in prison, it's just you. Everything has been taken away from you. The last thing you got left to barter with is your pride. And once you go there, if they take that away from you, they pretty much can do whatever they want to do. Yeah. And I think that's what sex about in jail. I think it's about power, amassing that, and and emasculating dudes and finding out who will put up with it and who won't. Because the ones who will put up with it gonna be washing everybody's clothes. The one who won't put up <laughs> with it. Is gonna be having a life threatened every other day. But see, and that's the thing. It's like, for me, it's like, how do you not put up with it? You know what I'm saying? Because of the circumstances, it, okay, I always think of Shawshank, uh, Shawshank Redemption when I think about this and what happened to Andy. There were a group of men that would corner him and hold him down. How do you combat that? Like, if it's just you by yourself? For me, it depends. You know how they say when, <laughs> you know how when they say, if something about to happen to your child and it bring out this strength, like you can lift the car <laughs> and stuff. Like, if something about to happen to my ass, <laughs> I would like to believe that I just throw <laughs> their asses all up against the wall like the Hulk. <laughs> so they better be some big ass Terry Crews ass looking dudes coming at me like that. <laughs> that's how. That's what I want to believe in my head. Now, one, I'll never be in that situation because I'm never going to jail. Number two, if that situation somehow ever happened outside of, of uh, jail, why the fuck was I there anyway <laughs> with dudes that I didn't know was gay <laughs> that was big enough to overcome me? But I don't think that shit going to ever happen to me, but... I don't know. Because, I mean, Andy fought. He did. You know, he fought every time. But it was like five or six of them every time. They called them the sisters. And they would, like, corner him when he was by himself. And they would attack him. Like, he fought every time that they showed him. And the only way that it stopped for him is that they beat him up so badly that the guards stepped in. No, he he started helping the... um, the warden with his like money issues and then they they stepped in and got rid of the main guy that was the head of the rape squad that was the only way he got saved because that went on for years because he was in there a while they were assaulting him for years i don't know and like at what point do you just say fuck it i don't want to fight no more like never (laughs) (laughs) never 
Because you know it ain't even about it ain't even about the sex. Like you're not gonna take nothing from me like that. Yeah, I don't give a damn what it is. If I'm reading a book and you snatch it out my hand, you might as well be trying to take my ass because <laughs> I'm being your ass as much as I can. Now I guess it makes a difference if it's four of y'all trying to take my book. <laughs> you know, because I always feel like that's that's the thing, and this is what I try to tell. Like I work with a lot of uh, youth. That are like getting into trouble, and this is what I try to explain to them. On the street, maybe you are the baddest motherfucker on your block. Maybe you are, but you can avoid people out here with the freedom to do that. In jail, prison, that's a little bit different. And if you get cornered by a, a group of dude, like you, it's not gonna be the same thing as when you out here with your boys to help you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's, it's completely different. It's not going to be the same. You think you bad. Everybody thinks they're bad till they go in there. And again, nobody ever goes in there with the intent or the belief that they're going to be washing people clothes and, and being passed around. I've watched more than enough Oz, oh, shit. Orange is the oh, New Black, yeah. all of these different movies where they show some kind of jail life, even Scared Straight. Mm-hmm. I know it's over-exaggerated, but... That's them dudes is still in there, you know. I watched enough to know that I'm not going to jail. I'm going to Mexico yeah. <laughs> if I do some shit, get caught up. But I'm not going to jail. But at the end of the day, it don't make you gay. I mean, if you come out of jail and decide to pursue relationships with men for whatever reason that you didn't beforehand, then from the outside from this masculine society everybody gonna consider you gay Mm -hmm. you know but i guess that gets into the semantics of whether you believe the definition of gay is being born born by that and adhering to that life or just having sex with men as a man i've always you know i've always kind of tried to discern and i I asked a, a gay person or two this i said is it accurate to for homosexuality to be that part that you're born with and gay to be embracing the lifestyle of it. And, you know, he really just told me about what he doesn't, does and doesn't like about the homosexuality, homosexual community, Mm -hmm. because he wasn't a very effeminate male Mm -hmm. as a gay man. Mm -hmm. And so he don't like that at all. The effeminate men, and so that's was, what people don't understand. It's a spectrum. Like not all gay men are carrying not all gay men are uh, Magic Johnson's son you know like there's a spectrum they're not all super effeminate that's not how that works there is a spectrum and so because I've heard people say I wouldn't have even known he was gay well why would you yeah it's not like we all wave carry around flags saying you know gay or straight or have it tattooed on our forehead like but you assume that because you think that all gay men are like, is it EJ? EJ, is that his mm. son's name? I don't know. I think he's the junior. Isn't he? I think they call him EJ. Shit, I don't I know. Every time I see him, they call him auntie. <laughs> so that's all I ever see. Every gay man is not like him. There's a spectrum. But society has put that stigma on, on yeah. it because, and it's not because of what they do, but it's because of what is not acceptable for a man to do. Mm-hmm. If you're doing things that's not acceptable for a man to do, then you're gay because it can be something as simple as wearing skinny jeans to somebody, to somebody whole hood. 
anybody that wears skinny jeans must be gay. Yeah. It can't have anything to do with fashion, you know, or using a lot of those, you know, hand gestures that go kind of out, you yeah. know, or having a higher pitched voice. You know, I mean, they may or may not be gay. Yeah. But society is going to tell you that they gay because they don't adhere to those traditional masculine roles. Which gets all up in the great culture and all that other stuff that we talked about last week. Yeah, pretty um, much. But at the end of the day, I don't think it does. Now, my daddy spent my whole childhood in jail pretty much. And what I used to tell people, as I said, if you go to jail, you're either fucking or you're getting fucked. <laughs> you know? And I used to say, I hope my daddy was fucking. <laughs> <laughs> And that was just a part of me being silly, but yeah. you know, another part of it was also that stigma that I had yeah. of this must be happening to everybody and the power dynamic in it happening, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I think there are men that go and never have to endure that or be bothered with that. I think there are men that go and get sexually assaulted on a daily basis i think there are men that go and sexually assault people on a daily basis i I think again it's a spectrum i don't know that you can you know guess what your (laughs) experience is going to be like my best advice is just don't never fucking go in there just don't get in there don't go to prison it's not a good place to be and the guards don't give a fuck that's another thing is like they're not gonna protect you they know what's going on a lot of the times and you just gonna be in there with nobody to protect you so just don't go to prison is is what i would suggest just don't do it our system has shown that it don't care about prisoners Mm-mm. it never cared about you if uh y'all haven't seen that documentary called the 13th by uh ava duvernay uh-huh. it's basically about the 13th amendment and and redlining and all of this different stuff about the prison complex that and felonies that led to mass incarceration and things of that nature uh, and how it how it ties in all that it, all of it is a little piece of that but that's pretty much what happened. I mean you're talking about a system that put a bunch of people in jail black people predominantly more than anybody else and stopped caring about them because them being in there benefited somebody when you talk about convict leasing, where so this is just a quick timeline. Once slavery ended, that's when felonies began. Mm-hmm. Felonies were things like homeless, jobless, things that African American people were clearly going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and once they found you without a job and without a home and walking down the street, you would get picked up and charged with a felony. Now. A felony took away your rights. A felony took away your right to vote. Felony took away your right to participate in the society like we normally participate as a free citizen. Mm -hmm. It took all that stuff away. So they didn't have to not enslave you. You know what I'm saying? Because the the Constitution said that, you know, every man is free. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody a slave. You know, everybody, by nationality, race, creed, all of that stuff. But once you are felon... You lose a lot of those rights in the Constitution, so they can do whatever they want with you. So what they did was, you got a, they got arrested, got a felony, went to jail, and they would lease convicts out to the uh, businesses, the the fields that had slaves before slavery ended, 
and they would just pay the jails for that. Yeah. So they could still get that free label, but they pay the jail. So the jail became so intertwined in getting people arrested, putting them in jail, getting those felonies, and uh, leasing them to all of these other businesses that we still got that today. We got the prison industrial complex where prisons want to be privatized so that they can continue making money. Mm-hmm. Like prisons right now, they make the parts that go into your cell phones and ship them. They make the parts that go into toys. They make the parts that go into a lot of these different organizations. J.C. Penney was one of them. Like, and once they got outed, they disconnected themselves from it. Mm-hmm. But they were getting low labor services from these prisoners, and they get out of jail and they can't get a job. Yeah, they got the same skills that an AT and T employee does. But because our society is so disconnected from caring about that group of people, that's what it is to the depth. Of you having people talking about all life is life and all life is important as, par- as far as being pro-life. But if you're a prisoner, they for the death penalty. Yeah. It's contradictory. It don't make no sense. But that's just how disconnect, like the cognitive dissonance that we experience when it comes to people that are in jail. We disconnect them so much from ourselves just because a large stigma has been placed on them. And so, I mean, it's really, it's really fucked us up in the way that we perceive that situation. And I mean, I say like early in the pot, early in this episode, I said, you know, he shouldn't have did that little dumb shit. He went and went to jail. You know, whoever did, whoever did what they wanted, if they didn't do it, they went and went to jail. Yeah. But they did it, so they go to jail. That's even insensitive. You know, even though I work in a profession where I work with people that ha- before they go to jail, mm-hmm. while they're in detention, after they get out of jail, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A part of me, like I, I'm, I, I'm not. Excluded from the conditioning in our society. Yeah, I'm trying my best to get away from it the same way as, as gay stuff. Early in my life, I was conditioned to say that's gay or you gay when something that's not masculine is portrayed by somebody that I know. Yeah, I that was me. And I remember I was in North Carolina working at a bar in a restaurant I worked at, and it was this is this guy I used to work with, big guy. He was. And he was gay, but I didn't know it at the time. Mm-hmm. You just like we talked about earlier, I couldn't tell. Yeah. From those things that I think I'm supposed to be able to tell when a person is gay. Mm-hmm. And um something happened, I said, that's gay. And he said, No, it's not. And the way that he said it was implying that it would fit offended him some kind of way. Yeah. And so but from that I realized that I had to go from saying I went from saying that's gay. To stop saying it because I, I felt bad that I offended him in that way. Yeah. And especially after I found out that he was gay. It took me a while to, to reverse that conditioning. Because I, after after that I said that's gay for a while until I decided to stop saying it. Yeah. But when I stopped saying it, I still thought it. I just didn't let it come out. And at a certain point I stopped thinking it because, you know, to me it was stupid. Yeah. And so I doubted it back a whole bunch. And it takes, that took effort. Yeah. And it's hard. And it's still hard because a part of it is still... That conditioning is still in me to the point that, like, if two men kissing, I still think something. Yeah. You know, it's not common, you know. But to be fair, if I'm okay with a man and a woman kissing, I got to be okay with a man and a man kissing, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. With how I feel about it for real. But I don't know. That was a lot. But it just. Just. It's just. I'm learning over this. I'm learning right now at this point in my life that it's so much shit intertwined in what our our society is that it's all chain linked together it's all a big ass knot everything 
when you talk about politics, education system is tied into um, local politics, it's tied into federal politics, it's tied into state stuff, that's tied into unemployment, that's tied into slavery, that's tied into jail and prison. All of this shit is tied into each other. None of this stuff is disconnected, you know. But y'all should check out the 13th. It's, I mean, unless you have a significant level or not, I, I, I probably could have not watched it mm-hmm. because it didn't really introduce no new information to me because yeah. I be looking that shit up all the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, that soundtrack though, <laughs> the soundtrack. But y'all should watch that. All right. Well, again, if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it into the website or you can send it to our Gmail, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Um, Mariah Carey has lost her mind. Like, she wants $50 million for an inconvenience fee for a relationship ending. What the fuck? How does that even work? Like, you know how much money I would have if I could, like, get a fee every time somebody I dated inconvenienced me? I would not ever have to work again. Like, and she's citing shit like the fact that she moved. That was a choice that you made. You know what I'm saying? Like, you inconvenienced your fucking self. Like, because at the time, you thought that he was worth it. Just like all of us do things when we're in a relationship or we're dating somebody because we feel like they're worth it. Then you might find out that they not later on. And that's just life. What the fuck? You get 50 mil for that? Do they got money? The person she dated? Yeah. I forgot what he does. Of course he got money. It's Mariah Carey. She's not going to date somebody without money. He has money. I don't remember what he does, but he got it. But that's because he got it don't mean she should get it. I don't I don't think these celebrities realize how close sometimes they be to being assassinated. <laughs> they, you know, doing that crazy shit. Like, <laughs> this is, if 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 you if he really think that he can lose $50 million over this situation, <laughs> he can pay somebody a million. He'll save 49. <laughs> the offer. I'm just saying, man, you have to recognize the level of how you fucking people over. Everybody got a limit. Everybody got a limit. That's just stupid. Like, I just feel like we are in a place where folks just don't want to live life like the way that life is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get a... You you have a prenup in a marriage, which, you know, whatever. You don't get that (laughs) with a relationship. Like, you cannot then charge somebody for you wasting your time. That's not how that works. That's not how dating works. That's not how any of this works. I feel like the lady on the uh, commercial that said that she was gonna uh, put stuff on the wall cause she, her actual wall instead of her Facebook wall. And the lady was like, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. That is not, I don't understand. And a $50 million inconvenience fee, bitch. And I mean, it was really stupid stuff. Like her moving, I think there was an incident with like one of her assistants. Like it's the same shit that everybody that goes through in dating. Like, but because she's Mariah Carey, she deserves $50 million. Because she's, he didn't make you move. You chose to move. She is entitled. This society is so fucking batshit crazy right now with the entitlement and people just being idiots. And I just don't understand. I saw that and I was just like, 
It just seemed like one of those satirical headlines. Like, it doesn't seem like it would be real. This, America right now is satire. We're like a walking, living, breathing satire right now. What if you could? Could what? What if you could sue somebody for inconvenience? There would be, the courts wouldn't have the time. There would be law. Those that would be all the courts would do, because every time somebody breaks up or whatever, they would be going to court trying to get an inconvenience fee. Like that's all the courts would do. I feel like everybody would do that if you open the door to that. Nobody will ever get paid either. Hell no. Well, they wouldn't. I mean, she's asking for fifty million because he he has it. It would. You, I mean, I guess you would ask for like what hundred and fifty. From Joe Blow down the street, just one hundred and fifty dollars, just one hundred and fifty dollars. How long did they even date? I don't remember. I mean, her and Nick Cannon ain't been divorced that damn long. Not. It don't even matter. Like, do you know that there are people who are in relationships for like ten years, ten plus years, and then the shit in. Like they don't get a con- inconvenience. It's not an inconvenience. You did this because you were in a relationship. It wasn't inconvenient at the time. It was convenient because you cared about him, but now because you don't care about him or you mad at him, now it's inconvenient. Bitch, have a seat. That is not how dating works. (laughs) You don't just get. You got the, you get the fucking good and the bad like every fucking body else. Exactly. Unpredictable. Yeah. You don't know what it's gonna be. The person that's you got today might not be the same person you had tomorrow. And you know what? When that person ain't the same person that you You had yesterday. You go and you just fucking be gone. That's it. And you you don't get on. nothing. You get no you restitution. Move the fuck on with your life. That's just what. Again, people don't want to live life as it is. They. <sighs> I have to understand that shit was so ridiculous to me. Like, again, it looked like a satirical headline. It did not look like something like a real live person with a brain in their head would do. Like and then I think another one, another thing that she listed was that he had promised her some money at one point. Well, bitch, we broke up. Why would I give you money now? Like if I told you three weeks ago that I was gonna do this thing for your birthday, and then we break up before your birthday, you just don't get whatever the fuck that was. Now we're not together no more. I don't, I don't owe you shit. I don't understand. Unless y'all had a business contract. What the fuck is her money like? Rich people squabble over stupid shit. <laughs> it's poor people down here that they arguing about the food stamp card because somebody ain't gonna be able to eat this damn week, and they up there with they millions and millions and millions of dollars mad as hell because a breakup happened. Because life happened, literally. Because life happened. Because that is a part of life. That is a part of dating. You gonna get a whole lot of bad before you get uh, uh, the good or, or who you gonna end up with or whatever. The, and even when you end up with the person who you think was a good one, that's why divorces exist. Like it's no guarantee. That's just relationships don't come with a, a guarantee. They just don't for no one. It don't matter who you are, Mariah. You not any better than Jane who just broke up with Joe. Like it's the same fucking thing. You don't get an inconven- uh, inconvenience fee. And if I was a judge. I wouldn't even entertain that shit. I would drop that shit with the quickness. Like, I'm not finna do this. You're not finna take up my time in my courtroom for some bullshit. I'm sorry. No. Inconvenience fee. Only time you ever see that shit is when you're trying to pay for shit online that you're supposed to normally go somewhere to pay. 
talking about some damn inconvenience fee. <laughs> and she she called it inconvenience fee. Yes, fee. She should have called it inconvenience fucking bankruptcy hell. Fifty million dollars. <laughs> inconvenience. <laughs> fuck your life. That ain't a fee. <laughs> a fee is something that is just unless he got just unless he a billionaire. I don't think he. If he, he might big, be. I can't even remember what. Like he she does. trying to take half of this nigga money <laughs> for inconvenience fee. At marriage, the best you can get is half. Yep. This was after deep. a bad marriage in which that person was found to done some wrong shit. She ain't even talked about nothing wrong. She just said, "I've been inconvenienced. I want fifty million dollars." <laughs> How the fuck petty is Mariah Carey? Like I ain't never been too far to Mariah Carey. I liked that song when I was little. Always be my baby. The video was cool, emotional song. I like that shit. I don't give a fuck about nothing else she's done. <laughs> Who the fuck? I like request that, this kind of shit. The song from the Prince of Egypt movie with, that she did with Whitney. I like that. Don't know what that is. I like the song she did with Boys to Men, but that's eighty percent because of Boys to Men. Twenty <laughs> percent because of her. Inconvenience, fuck. I just I don't understand life sometimes and and the thought process like when she just sitting around and she was like ah uh-uh, ah he ain't gonna get away with this no I'm finna sue him for all of this in, all this inconvenience that <laughs> I had to endure like how do you come up with this this is how you can tell when somebody had talked to their publicist publicist <laughs> team or they fucking lawyers because the lawyers <laughs> were like Mariah let that shit go <laughs> publicists would have been like Mariah. Let that shit go. <laughs> and here she come out talking about some, nope, I want $50 million for an inconvenience fee. Do you know how stupid you sound right now? <laughs> Do you know how many tens of thousands of people ain't going to buy your album because of this shit now? The next album that you come out with, which probably going to be a fucking number one's album. Yeah. Because you come out with a number one's album every fucking year. Because her song, like her voice ain't the same. This what happens when you do shit like charge people inconvenience <laughs> fee. Jesus, take away your voice. That is what happens when you are super petty. Exactly. You fucking up the game, Mariah. Stop that shit. Stop it now. Please. ASAP. The fuck? Drop that shit and put out a couple of free tracks on the internet. <laughs> Everybody gonna forget about this shit. Okay? <laughs> inconvenience fee. So, Iowa State started having a whole bunch of signs show up on the campus, right? Hold on, let me read them. One of them said, in 1950, America was 90% white. Now it's only 60%. Will you become a minority in your own country? Okay. The second one is, white students, you are not alone. Be proud of your heritage. Continue. First of all, white people, I really, 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 really wish that y'all it is because I deep down in my soul, I I want y'all to stop. This isn't your shit, y'all. Fuck boy, Christopher Columbus stole this. This isn't yours. Like when you become a minority in your own country, is it yours? This stolen shit. Like I really need for y'all to stop acting like this was just a barren land, and then y'all came upon it and built this. You stole it, and then you murdered the people who were here, and then the ones that were left over. You have given them pieces of their own shit and told them that you can have this little bitty tiny portion of this large landmass that was yours rightfully. We just gonna give you this little reservation over here 
and and call it even. The fuck? I really need for y'all to stop that. I can't stand when I hear people say that shit. This is not your shit. Let's say, let's say that it's always been white people shit. Okay. Let's take the Native American part out. Let's say that white people came here when nobody here. They created this motherfucking land, and this land was white people. At the point that you said, hey, let's go get some people that's going to be slaves, that's going to intermingle with our country, you got to take the bullshit that come with that, okay? <laughs> if you see yourselves becoming a minority, you got to take the bullshit that came with the decisions of the founding fucking fathers or whoever. It wasn't the founding fathers of the the nation but whoever the fuck went and got slaves whoever made that decision y'all take the good and the bad this society <laughs> and culture was made by slave labor the south uh, excelled because of slave labor there's a lot of shit that exists because of slave labor without the bullshit that other countries have had to endure because they didn't have that or they didn't have it in such a mass way that we did what happens when you bring another culture over to do slave work for you at some point you're going to start losing your own cultural identity Dude, because that, that was the second thing I wanted to address. The whole be proud of your culture, your heritage. Yeah. What is what is your heritage? You're you have a history of stealing and murder and mistreatment of human life. What heritage that you yeah, okay, if you want to be proud of that, I mean, I suppose like And now this message ain't for white people. It's not. That don't feel this way. Exactly. This message is for white people that feel this way. If you feel you're becoming a minority in your own country, if you feel that you need to embrace your heritage, then your ass need to embrace that your heritage means that you was murderers. You somehow got chicken pox in some blankets, <laughs> gave them shits away. You stole land. You stole people. Right. You did a lot of shit. Pillaged. Yeah. And that's just American heritage. Yes. If you're looking for your actual heritage, you got to go out of the country. Because this ain't y'all shit again. Oh, y'all came from somewhere else. You got to go to here. Scotland. You got to go to Ireland. You got to go to Russia. You got to go to Germany. God. You got to go a lot of places to look for that heritage. The whole country. See, this is the shit that has emerged from how Donald Trump has helped make these people this bold. These people have always existed. They ain't had a voice because they ain't had somebody out there that wasn't politically correct. They ain't had somebody out there that would just say what's on their mind. Now, Donald Trump now came out here and now people are saying what the fuck is on their mind. Don't get your ass kicked. I just, I'm, I think I've said this before because y'all don't have, you know, Trump's bodyguards. So he can say that shit and, and be protected. You can't. So don't be out here in these streets. But that's why they, they just put the sign up and they didn't like come out and say that because they got stomped out. So they're going to do some passive aggressive shit like put signs around the campus instead. And I'm not going to whoop your ass. Okay? I'm not. But I can't but speak But my hood nigga counterpart. Exactly. He will. Okay. <laughs> the dude that stayed in the hood and didn't leave like I did <laughs> to pursue education and a career. That dude will. And you know what? Absolutely. Me and him get along. <laughs> okay. Just want to let you know. Me and him get along. So I'm good. You're not. Don't do that shit. <laughs> People be doing this shit on college campuses because they know that it don't represent that type of black people, I think. Yeah. You know, a part of it is that. Like, ain't no hood people here. Okay, keep thinking that, though. <laughs> but again, I think that on a certain level, because again, this is why you do passive aggressive shit, like leave signs instead of like get out and, and, and have a fucking, um, what are the things? 
that you're talking to that makes your voice loud loudspeaker. That's what, or is that loudspeaker? Whatever. Y'all know what I'm talking about. They don't get in the middle of the quad and just say this shit because there is the possibility that somebody, I mean, you, you know, you could take the boy out of the hood, but it's always a little bit of that hood still in that boy. So they probably would get stomped out. This is why he hit, he he or she put the signs up around campus instead of just vocally saying this where people could respond. That's why they did some passive aggressive coward shit. They ain't bold enough yet. No. Donald but, Trump win then. Ain't no telling how bold they get. It's going to be so terrible. Like <laughs> fighting in the streets and it's just going to be awful. It's a lot of groups saying that if Donald Trump lose, they going to you know, attack black people. I don't know if they saying it or if the it article saying it. It was like a senator, somebody talking about he gonna get his musket or if Bill Walsh. Yes, he Bill gonna Walsh. get, get uh, yeah. pick up his musket. Said if Donald Trump lose on November eighth, on November 9th he gonna have a, his musket. First, I'm like, why the fuck do you have a musket <laughs> in this time? And why would you get that? Why won't you get your fucking automatic assault rifle or whatever the fuck is legal? The highest shit that's legal and, but and use that. But here's the thing that, again, with shit, people saying shit like that, even if you have like a, a handgun, and I'm sure he was saying musket to be funnier to, to, to go back to like the Civil War times. But you got to understand that it's going to be people coming back at you that do have assault rifles. Like this isn't going to be, this ain't thin. It's not the same thing. So you might want to be careful about even saying that shit. I don't know, man. When you look at those videos of where a white man are walking down the street with assault rifles and the police just ride oh, on yeah. by, and you look at one with black people and they stop and jump out and be like, get on the ground. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. if it's a war in America, it's going to be a situation. If it's a civil war between, I don't know if it'll be between black and white people. At this point, I don't even think it would be black and white. Because I think that there are, I mean, white people find Donald Trump disgusting too. I think it it would be more like it. I wouldn't even say Democrats and Republicans because the Republicans are over him too. I don't even know what the war would be. Like I don't know what I would title it. The thing, the reason it will be black and white people is because the white people that don't want to be involved will be able to sit down and not be able to be. Involved. Oh yeah, that's true. That's the reason, and because we black, because we have brown skin, we won't be able to avoid that. We won't be able to do that. Yeah, we. You know, if a white person ain't with all that shit, they can still walk downtown and not talk to nobody and nobody let think twice. Yeah. But if I walk downtown, everybody gonna be having their eyes on me and somebody gonna be thinking about doing something. Yeah. And so I mean and that's the difficult part. That's that's I mean, that's one of the parts of white privilege. If you don't wanna be a part of the shit, you don't have to be. You can yeah. sit down. Black people can't just sit down. No. You know, uh Indian Americans, they can't just not be perceived as terrorists and latino americans can't just not be perceived as illegal immigrants like yeah. your your skin color your features they create how the world perceives you and with what we've gone through in our history those are our perceptions white people can always sit down white people can always you can move to vermont yeah it's less than 0.02 percent black people in vermont like you can go places where you ain't got to worry about seeing black people and you ain't even got to worry about your town being racist because they are racist but ain't no black people around for them to yeah act <laughs> against you know what i'm saying so i mean but we can't do that i can't do that no if I go to Vermont, then we're going to see how racist these towns is. You know what I'm saying? 
So y'all need to leave Sierra alone. Um, Sierra and her husband, Russell Wilson, are expecting their first child. And Twitter just got insane calling her a hoe and talking about how fast it is that they're having this baby and all of this shit. And I'm just like, what is wrong with y'all? This woman is having a baby with her husband. Uh, The child she already got was with her fiance. It didn't work out, but they were in a committed relationship. Like, why y'all got such a problem with Sierra? Some of y'all out here, you know, had to go on Maury to fucking find out who the father of your child is. But you telling her, tell me she doing whole shit because she having a baby with her husband? Like, I don't understand. They probably calling them women hoes too. <laughs> but I think that the scale on which they put wholeness is very skewed. If there is a situation in which you put a woman that is married to her husband and about to have a husband or a baby in a scale of wholeness, you fucking up. So the only measure of you putting her in that scale of wholeness is how close that she had a baby to after she broke up with her ex fiance and got with him and married him. Y'all got the game fucked up on that wholeness scale. That shit it don't make sense. It don't make and I mean it's like people I don't. I didn't really know who Russell Wilson was prior to him getting with her. But their whole relationship, people didn't have shit to say. Like, look, can she live? Future is out here with bitches tattooing his name on their hand and shit. You know, like that's some whole shit. That's whole. That's whole shit. Her having a baby with her husband, not so much. And I don't give a fuck how long they've been married. You know, people get pregnant on their wedding night, like. People have babies quick in, in their marriages. Like, this is not a new thing. It's not, like, crazy. Like, I just don't understand what your problem is with Sierra. Like, I don't know why you care so much. Why do you care so much? Like, what the fuck? I, I just, I saw it and I was like, oh, they're having a baby. And I moved on with my life. It was only until I saw how everybody else was reacting that I was just like, did I miss something? I think with what, with before she got with... Or right after she got with Russell, she was branded the bad guy just because she took her son really quickly around him. Which, Again, y'all always be moving motherfuckers in y'all houses with your children after you've known them for two weeks. I just... Well, let me put it like this. <laughs> with what we know about Russell Wilson and his character and everything we know about him, he is the dude you want to bring your fucking kid home to, Okay. <laughs> It don't matter what time, it don't matter where. He was there. You know what I'm saying? He knew the situation. He ain't said shit about shit. Nope. This whole time. Yep. He is the stand-up dude. Kudos to Sierra from my perspective. You know what I'm saying? For moving. I mean, she did a fucking 360 on that future shit. Hell yeah. Cause to they could Russell not Wilson be shit. more different. They like night and fucking day. Like she crept out of the darkness <laughs> on over to the light with him. She did. Because honestly, I was more upset with the future relationship and the, her name and the fucking baby, Future. This is his stage name. I, that made me mad. I was mad about the baby's name because this child got to go through his whole life. And I know he's going to have money, but he still got to go his whole life being Future. So do you know what else is going on with Future right now? What else he done done now? Scotty Pippen 
Oh yeah, he's getting divorced he from his Scottie wife Pippen because wife. Future had sex with him, and he says because Scottie Pippen wouldn't give him an autograph when he was younger. So you fuck his wife? Now that's some whole <laughs> shit. This is what y'all should be talking about. You fuck somebody's wife because when you were a child, he didn't give you an autograph. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, I mean, it ain't like rappers or. I don't want to say rappers. This certain type of group of dude really ever give a damn yeah, I mean, about yeah, why? That's true. Because at the end of the day, he had sex with her because she let him. You and know. How are you gonna go from Scottie Pippen to fucking Future? See, that's what I'm talking about. Sierra's Sierra's change <laughs> that makes sense. Scottie Pippen's wife? No. Mm-mm, this don't make no sense. You go from Scottie Pippen, who got long money, money for days, money forever, to Future, who I really think at some point he's just gonna go into oblivion the same way most of these fuck shit rappers do. I don't, how you, uh, yeah. But y'all wanna talk about Sierra having a baby with her husband, though. This motherfucker out here fucking people's wives. I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand people and pop culture and the things that these fans and, and, and people watching these folks' lives get upset about because, again, I just, I was like, oh, cool, they're having a baby together. That's nice. That was it. But the Scottie Pippen, I did see that, and I... I <laughs> that shit's so stupid. It's fucked up. Future putting all this bad... If you believe in karma, some bad coming for him. <laughs> yep. Because he done done a lot of fucked up shit. He ain't helped... And he ain't helping nobody or nothing. Like, no. he okay. ain't said because of when little fucking Future Junior get older. Yeah. And he go looking for shit about that, his mom and daddy. He ain't gonna find no positive words, no good shit. Like, no. He gonna, he gonna be calling Russell Wilson daddy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, because. When you spend time with Future and you come back and spend time with Russell, <laughs> there is gonna be a clear fucking difference in the quality of those experiences night and day and then future got what sell mother kids or some shit he has a bunch of children and here's another thing that pissed me off talking about double standards while i'm on this speaking of sierra bringing her son around russell wilson nobody had shit to say when future was bringing sierra around all 47 of his fucking children why wasn't that uh something to talk about because he also brought her around his kids very early on. Did nobody have shit to say about that though? But because see, Era is a woman, it's a problem that she brought. And it's Russell Wilson. <laughs> it's Russell fucking Wilson. Are you kidding me? Like, come on, seriously. Little Drake. Uh, damn it. Little Future gonna be like, Daddy, Daddy Russ don't never smell like no pine cones. What is this? <laughs> Daddy Russ don't never have two women in the same house at the same time. What is this? Like. <laughs> He gonna make Future mad. I, I promise you. He gonna fuck because R- Russell Wilson is gonna give that. I feel like I don't know. I feel like a Cosby esque. I feel like upbringing. Russell Wilson is gonna be the father that uh, a kids should have. Uh, That's host, what I feel not like. Not Cosby. Huxtable esque. <laughs> not Cosby. No, no. Huxtable esque kind of childhood. Yeah. I That's what totally I think. I don't know. But I mean, from what we know about exactly, him and just the persona that he put yeah. out, if if any part of his persona that we see is actually him, then he gonna he, that you know it's gonna be a problem for future. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a problem. 
y'all leave Sierra alone. I guess it, 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 my the moral of the story at the end of the day. Let her live her life. Shit. And y'all just worry about who your children's daddy is. The fuck? So, T.D. Jakes got a new TV show, I think. Maybe a talk show. I think it's a TV show. Where they talk about, you know, current events and all of that shit, which is different for a pastor. You know what I'm saying? Pastors don't normally get into that stuff. And in an interview he did, I think he believes that he can do that without it being so, without it being gossipy. The problem, I think, and, and, and you know what? It's admirable because he said that he might be, he might be taking himself out of a job by doing this on TV instead of, you know, in a church. But he said he feel like he can reach a lot more people doing it this way. Now, I don't know if that means I can reach a lot more people because, you know, I want the faith to be spread or I can reach a lot more people and that mean my number's going to be higher and I can make more money from the situation because I think that's what we're seeing with mega churches these days. It's yeah. like, not to say that you don't care about faith and how people, you know, delve into their faith, but you definitely give a fuck about the money at a certain point. You know what I'm saying? Like fucking, um, what's his name? Creflo Dollar and the whole... Plane wanting the fucking his congregation to buy him a private plane so that he doesn't have to fly around on commercial flights. Fuck out of here, sir. And they gonna do it? Oh yeah, because you know they were already raising the money for it. Yeah, it's like because it's the, the way the system is set up. It's really just like paying to get into heaven, at least perceptually, because you really don't know if you're gonna get into heaven by tithing that ten fifteen that ten percent because you got that you got to do other shit too. You buying your pastor plane ain't gonna get it. <laughs> New you know what I'm saying? But he made a comment about the kids today having the problems that they are having because they haven't been raised in the church like his generation was raised in the church. How you feel about that? Why you had to bring this religion shit? <laughs> we ain't talked about religion in a while, Red. I mean, yeah, but every time we do, I just feel like it's gonna be a thing. Okay, so um, I think we avoid religion mostly on purpose. We do, <laughs> but here it is. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I don't know that it's so much that they're not being raised in the church because. Okay, so my mom is a very religious person. Okay, and so we had to go to Sunday school and church every Sunday she still does that now I don't know that I am who I am I don't know how much of that is because I went to church one day out the week because most honestly to tell you the truth I was half asleep most of the time to, uh, and I always felt even as a kid that the 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 sermons were not they weren't garnered toward me. You know what I'm saying? They, I ain't got no bills. I don't like, I don't have kids that are out of control. Like none of this shit has anything to do with me. So I was just there. I think that my morals and who I am and what, and, and, and how I treat people have more to do with my mom. Just telling me what the fuck I'm supposed to do as far as that's concerned more than so that the, the church, like, because I think we all know people who who are religious but do fuck shit too, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know that just going to church makes you a better person in and of itself. So I don't know that that's why kids are... I think that parents are not involved. I think that the 
the dynamic of the parental relationship has changed and I think that has a lot to do with why these kids are the way they are and I see that on a daily basis in working with the kids that I work with the way that the parents have either a very hands-off approach with them or they're helicopter parents or they want to be the kid's friend and so you know what I'm saying? They don't want to mm-hmm. make them upset. So I think the the dynamic of how parents are with their kids has changed. So I would attribute it a lot more to that than to, church. To go along with that, the variable that's changed more than anything in that time period is how early parents have been having kids. That too. And so I think that's a major part yeah. of the dynamic because you have, you know, 16 and 17 year olds having kids and they kids 10 by the time they... 26 27 and they still trying to live their life find relationships do normal stuff and they're not putting that energy into the children so mm-hmm. that's a dynamic that's changed now myself i was in church for about six days a week <laughs> thanks mom for that <laughs> and it goes along with my ideal of if you exp- if you expose a child to too much <laughs> they're gonna either blindly follow it or they're gonna reject it somehow and so i got my little stuff qualms and Misunderstandings with faith right now, but <laughs> it's the same as you know when you grew up eating a certain thing. If one or two things gonna happen when you turn eighteen, <laughs> you ain't gonna never touch that shit ever again in your life because you had to eat it when you was young, or you gonna eat it the rest every day for the rest of your life. I have never eaten liver since I left my mom's house. I have never eaten a bologna sandwich because it's fucking disgusting. Since I left my house because that fucking ring gave me PTSD. You pull that ring off. <laughs> Go back into them old memories of being poor and in my kitchen and trying to fry that damn thing in a little broke ass pan on a broke ass stove with one eye work. <laughs> <laughs> so I now I'm not naive enough to not believe that a lot of the lessons and things that I learned in church have become a part of what made me me. I know that the church held up a bunch of standards. It is you know as this as a system yeah you know on paper these are things you should do and should live by now if you start itemizing all the people in the church and all the shit they be doing exactly it's a different situation it sure is you know but as a system <laughs> that says hey you should behave this way based on this book you know mm-hmm. that has good shit in it i'll be naive to not think that a part of my moral and ethical system don't come from that but you're right the ass whoopings i got made me more of who i am than just passively going to a church and being expected to listen to some shit that I didn't understand. That's exactly what it was. You just had to go, so you go. But, I mean, I can remember, because my mom used to get so mad at me. Um, Anytime I would ask her something that I didn't understand about, like, church or religion or God, her answer was, her, her thing was always, well, you don't question God. But I'm not questioning God. I'm questioning you. You just don't have the answer, so you don't go to this. But... I'm not questioning God. I'm asking you because this is something that you say you believe in. So I should be, you should have the answers to these questions, but she didn't. But I would always like complain to her that church, I don't get anything out of because they, he not talking to me. And she's like, well, you should be able to find something in the sermon. No, because the sermons are not catered to me. I don't have bills. I don't have like the things that our pastor would the one I mean we didn't had a bunch over the years but the one where when I was growing up I could never relate to any of that like ever and so I would just go and sit in there you know but that was pretty much it I think again I think that my mom spending time and and showing me you know 
who I needed to be as far as caring about other people and her spending time. That's what I feel like made me into who I am. I, I don't know that it was church. I don't know that it had that substantial of a impact for me. I can't speak for, you know, whatever, but and my mama, she, she had answers to those questions. They just never made fucking sense. <laughs> None of them. None of the answers. My mama, she used to have people run over my mama her whole life, you know, and because she let God fight her battles. Okay, whatever. But it was this man and part of her life that cheated her out of a car. She paid like $1,500 and he gave her the car and it didn't work at all. Like it needed some real work on it. And I said, mama, why? what you going to do? She was like, I ain't going to do nothing. God going to take care of it. Now, a year later, he died. And I was like, and when she told me, she said, that's why you don't mess with God people. I said, mama, but why would he kill somebody? <laughs> Mom, you telling, so you're telling me that God <laughs> killed this man <laughs> because he sold you a lemon? <laughs> mama, that don't sound like the God you've been telling me about my whole childhood, okay? You've been telling me that he is forgiving, kind, honest. That's what she's talking about. But God is wrathful, too, and vengeful. Why would he take a year to kill him if he was going to kill him? I don't know. The answer never made sense. She always had answers to the question, but they didn't make sense. They just contradicted a whole bunch of shit. I used to ask my pastors these questions, too. I used to be like, I remember I asked one pastor who did not give me a satisfactory answer. Because I was trying, I've always been inquisitive. I've always wondered. You can't tell me bullshit. Me too. And me be like, okay, I believe the bullshit. <laughs> Cause I'm trying, I'm taking the Bible literally. I don't know if I'm supposed to or not. And I'm like, hey, Pastor, if Samson had all of his strength in his hair, and Delilah can do something as easy as cut his hair off, and him not have that strength, why doesn't God not put that kind of strength in people today, so that we can see? Like, cause if I saw that, I would know God is real. Like, if a dude could pick up a car when he got a uh, uh, some dreads and they get cut <laughs> off and he can't he can't even lift you know a 25 on each side then how come God don't do that no more <laughs> he squandered off some bullshit ass response like I don't know which he basically should have said and I was no closer to satisfaction <laughs> of the truth than I was before the question like and so that's just been my experience, so you know what I'm saying? But none of the stuff in the Bible happens anymore. Like it all stopped. Like, <laughs> like none of it. Like none of it happens anymore. Like the 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 miraculous miracle. Like none of that stuff happens anymore. And the thing is, you can say anything that happens out of the ordinary is God without any kind of I mean, maybe it is, maybe it ain't. I mean, you ca you can't prove that it is. You can't prove that it isn't. So, like, anything that awesome that happens, I can say, well, it was God, but. My mom would be like, I ran out of gas. The devil acting up. I said, mama, you ran out of gas? Because how many gas stations did you pass by? One, I know where you live, so I know you passed by at least two. I know where you go, so I know it was at least three on the way. Why didn't you stop and get gas? That ain't the devil acting up. You made poor decisions today. <laughs> stop blaming your poor decisions on the devil. But in the same way, 
when she make good decisions and do good stuff, it's God. Like she's just a shell of a person <laughs> that don't get any credit or any blame for nothing she do. But even so, that person is responsible for me being what I am. <laughs> so by accident, probably <laughs> she did okay for me and my brother. <laughs> but it's just really hard listening to a quote like that and just being able to contribute the whole culture of society, a society just to not go into church, just to not being involved in church the way that he was. I don't even know how he was involved in church. Because the thing is, there's so many, there's so many factors that go into that. Is it his church? Is it church in general? Because there are some corrupt ass churches out here. So what if you are taking your kids to this church that's teaching, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of factors that go into this. Is it just any church? Is it is it Christian churches or can it be synagogues, the mosque? Or I just don't understand that. It just seems like You ever heard of Unitarian Church? Mm-hmm. It's a church where I think they take the deities out of all religions, like, you might go to that church and they got Buddhists and Christians mm-hmm. and atheists. They generally they take all the deities and those things that connect the specific faith to individuals mm-hmm. and they just give the general overall message of that that thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a lot of different ways yeah. that you can get that positive side of the Bible. Yep. But you know, religion is territorial. <laughs> Not just the specific religion as a whole, but hell, even the churches yeah. within Christianity. Because I was thinking about this. If all the black churches in the city I grew up wanted to band together and do something about crime and do something about violence and hold rallies and hold fundraisers and stuff they could but they don't no they don't connect at all you might have two or three that connect because they cousins you might have a couple that connect because you know they do revival and they invite this pastor over there yeah but at the vast number of churches that exist in cities and states if they could connect together they could create something that is a lot more positive than just this isolated territorial sense of I want members yeah I want to make my church bigger yeah I mean I I got my problems with faith (laughs) right now I don't know where it's going it's developing right now I don't know where what side of it I'm gonna end up on but both probably sound like heathens right now (laughs) I mean it is what it is might not like this part of the conversation but this is how faith exists for some people in this world yeah I ain't I'll never be an atheist you know because the problem I have with theism is the certainty that something exists. That's the same problem I have with athe- atheism is the certainty that it in, something that, in something that you don't see. The certainty that it does or doesn't exist, just neither one of those makes sense to me because we don't know. You know, even if you want to say that you know, you don't. <laughs> my cousin says she know that there's a God. And one of my atheist friends says they know that it ain't. Well, both of y'all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there's no conclusive evidence to either one. <laughs> <laughs> um so Raven Simone um is leaving the view to do a reboot of her show That's So Raven. Raven Simone's not known for being very intelligent or making good decisions sometimes, and I think this is a stupid decision. You're gonna leave the view like where you know you're going to have a gig like you know that that's going to happen to do a show that may or may not get picked up 
for more than a season if it doesn't do well which i don't know that that so raven is going to do well right in 2016 2017 whenever the fuck they air it like i just don't know i don't know that people were sitting around like man i wish that so raven still came on like i don't know that they were clamoring for a, a fucking remake and especially she's what in her 30s now like i don't understand i just i don't know why you would leave like a, a that's like me leaving a, a job that i know i have to go apply somewhere it's <laughs> like before i know i got the job i'm just gonna leave the one i got i think this is one of those situations where i think she was probably forced to leave anyway because like the last month i've been reading like articles about the view and the hosts and all of their conflict that they've been having and mm-hmm. stuff and i mean it wouldn't surprise me if she might have saw a ticking time bomb about to go off and just decided to go ahead and step over to something else because the decision makes so little sense to me <laughs> that that has to me that gotta be it gotta be some other shit to it yeah to me you know that's that's what i think i don't know though but i've never like i never liked that so raven it was just prop comedy it's goofy like, it wasn't yeah, humor it, wasn't, it was no. basically just doing silly crazy shit to try to connect with kids i guess i don't like that kind of this is the same way i don't like like adam sandler and yeah. They just try to do stuff that's kind of silly. They don't. They don't. It's not funny. They don't be funny. They yeah. act funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, this is the best way I can put it. And I think what is it? Orlando Brown. Don't he got like some drug problems and stuff now? Not only does he have drug problems, but about three weeks ago he put out some audio or a snap or something that was talking about him and Raven Simone wild, crazy sexual relationship. So he ain't gonna be on the reboot. <laughs> she ain't address it at all. I ain't seen her address nothing about it. But he was just on there talking about all the some wild stuff that they used to do when it came to sex. Talking about how her body and her nipples looked and stuff. And wow, yeah, like he was getting real specific with it. So well, that's drugs to do that to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I don't ruin his reboot chances. So they're either gonna write him out of the reboot or they're gonna just get somebody else to play his character. Yeah. I mean I just I don't know. I, I hope it is. I, I would have much more respect if she was just like leaving a sinking boat. Yeah. As opposed you know, cause I just don't see it doing well. I don't see a that a that so raven reboot on Disney. I don't even know what kind of shit comes on Disney right now. Maybe mm-hmm. it would be popular amongst the kids, but I feel like the kids that watch that so Raven are going to be older now. And it hadn't been enough time for it to be like nostalgia. You know, like if they brought back something from our childhood where we would be excited about it because that was so long ago. That's so Raven. I don't know. I just don't know that this is going to go more than a season. I think they'll get like a pilot in a couple of episodes and then it'll get shit reviews and then it'll go away. Let's say that there is not a sinking ship and all of the people that's at the view stay at the view do you think they would get another young black girl to represent her role because you know you got old black lady mm-hmm. old white lady mm-hmm. young white ladies mm-hmm. and then had a young black lady mm-hmm. you think that they're gonna you think like they're gonna try to fill that role with a another diverse age group range of person to be right there like Raven i think Simone they probably will Maybe somebody a little more intelligent. Hopefully. A little more black. They need and to get some lines on that bitch. 
Oh, they now that shit'll <laughs> never happen. They'll never get Solange pro black ass up there. That'll never happen. She too black. And we'll be Goldberg. She be teetering the line. Yeah. When you start talking about color purple related shit, she black as hell. <laughs> and when you start talking about white privilege and shit, then white people ain't a problem. Like that's kind of how her how her mindset be going. It's, it's I can't tell. <laughs> you can't tell what she gonna say about race. No. One day to the next. One yeah. day she black as hell. The other day she ain't. I'm Did you know Aunt Jemima was the female equivalent to Uncle Tom? I did not know that. Yeah. I know the syrup's delicious. It is. But <laughs> I think that it was also created in that time with that character mm-hmm. because of what Aunt Jemima represented. <laughs> Racist ass syrup. But it's so good. <laughs> it's tasty. It's delicious. I liked Aunt Jemima's. But how racist would it be if the only reason that they shaped it like her because syrup is black as hell and when you fill up the tub and it's shaped like her, it just make her black as hell. That's racist. <laughs> but then when it's empty, she's white as shit. Okay. <laughs> that would be a reason why they wouldn't do it. Honey, when the syrup's gone, she's white. <laughs> Y'all need to change this back to a regular container. That's what they do. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I'm i not going to watch the Death or Raven reboot. I'm not going to do that. I, I know that it's not going to happen. That's what I'm not going to do. Shit, I ain't watched the old damn I didn't either. Shit. I watched. I don't uh, watch nothing on Disney. I watched a couple of episodes to know that I didn't like it. I think because. And it wasn't even at my house. I think I was. At somebody else's house and it was on and I was I don't know. I don't remember how I know about that so even. Cause I feel like what what year was it? I was an adult already. I don't know. I feel like I was already I an wish adult. I could tell you. I don't know. Anyhow. Moving on. It at least ain't came out in the era of social media because we'll be seeing clips of that shit all over the place. Mm-hmm. So probably early two thousands. I mean, I might as well. That was still. I was too old for that shit. Either yeah. in high school or college, <laughs> one. Um, Trick Daddy, y'all know Trick Daddy, right? You had to end with this shit, huh? He got lupus. <laughs> now I'm gonna end with Donald Trump shit. Okay. He got lupus. He's a part of the Eat a Booty Click. He, you know, used to hang out with Trina. Today he ain't shit He ain't got shit going on But he just put out a video talking about black women Y'all need to tighten up These Spanish and these white women are getting fine And all that shit y'all doing Ain't helping y'all case If Spanish and white women learn how to fry chicken Then it'll be it for y'all Because that's all we do is That's what we're good for is frying chicken Let me tell you something about Trick Daddy The, the Spanish and the white bitches Can have him Please, please go ahead, take him. Who the fuck is gonna care? Like, have y'all seen Trick Daddy? Like, he looks dirty all the time. Did he also have the goals in his mouth? Do he? Did he take he them out? Goals on, he had goals on that video. He had some on his teeth on that video. He just looks, and I don't want to say he looks diseased because he has lupus, but <laughs> what I mean. Looks gross. Have him. Who the fuck cares? Like, who are you? You're not an authority on black women. Shut the fuck up. How about that? 
if they learn how to fry chicken, it's gonna be a wrap for us. Is like the fuck. Listen, there is a group of black dudes in America that they say stuff like rape culture don't exist. <sighs> they say stuff like black women y'all need to tighten up. Uh, they say shit like you know. Black women are the reason that the black family is declining. They say stuff like men, uh, black women are trying to emasculate men. And they say all of this shit. And those are all creative ways of just saying I don't don't like black women. I hate black women. I just wish they would just say I hate black women so that we can know not to listen to your ass. (laughs) I wish you would say that because they say all this other creative shit surrounding that shit. I mean, what they really want is what. All men in our society want what they really want is for women to be in their old submissive ass role where men get to maintain all the control and women don't have shit and they get to be the ones who dictate the show. That's what they want. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Fuck them. But that shit is over, motherfuckers. Oh. It ain't here no more. Nope. Times is changing. You know? What's sad is that you want society to change in a better way for you. But you want it to regress for my black ass. Like, that's just fucked up. You want respect. You want equal treatment for y'all. Not for me. I'm not included in that. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Fuck them. And you know what? In the old, old podcast, I talked about it's a group of white people that I don't have time to expend energy on talk, <laughs> trying to talk about racist shit, too. Yeah. It's just a waste of energy. Yeah. I'm finding out that that group of dudes exists when it comes to men. Like, if you don't like black women, if you think black women is trying to somehow destroy the black family or emasculate you, first off, let me tell y'all something about masculinity, okay? <laughs> I got into a dialogue with this dude on Facebook about uh, masculinity and feminists trying to destroy masculinity. Either you masculine or you fucking not. <laughs> Either you're a man that do what the fuck a man's supposed to do for yourself, your family, and everything that comes along with that, or you're not. Ain't nothing a feminist black woman can do to take that shit away from you if you're doing what the fuck you're supposed to do. And if you're the kind of person that don't feel like you have it because these other groups exist or because somebody's taking it away from you, you ain't never fucking had it to begin with. <laughs> that shit pisses me off. You know what I'm saying? Stupid, yeah. Like, at the end of the day, you can't make every single woman happy. The way that our society is set up and the way that relationships set up is we are supposed to find one person to make happy. Why you be con- why are you concerned with all of these other women and how they act and if you even believe that? Find you the woman you want to be with, be with that woman, make her happy and move forward with your life and your masculinity. Don't sit here and try to discredit all of these other women because and I think it's really because as far as black feminists go, I think the problem is that they Believe that they're trying to destroy the the black family just because they are trying to represent their own rights, you know, and equal treatment and all the shit that women have been denied in general, but black women have been denied three or four times as much. Yup. That shit. I, I didn't realize how much that shit pissed me off till I was in a conversation with all these dudes. It was about. I, see, I went to somebody page <laughs> on Facebook that just you could tell that that's all they do. Bash women, and I went to this page, and what I told myself before I commented is, I want to ruin my day. 
And I posted a comment. <laughs> and subsequently, it fucking ruined my day. Now, don't get me wrong. Ruin my day means that I'm perturbed for two minutes. <laughs> it don't really bother me for real. But it was just six or seven dudes just being condescending to me, belittling me. But from my perspective, that shit helps my, it helps your debating skills. It helps your communication skills. When you put in a situation where you get fucked up, like, the more and more high pressure sales situations you get in, the easier <laughs> it is to get out of them holes at some point, you know. <laughs> but I didn't realize how frustrating it is to talk to that group of dudes. It ain't no point of talking it to them. No it's point. just like the that people that's racist and ain't gonna turn around. Ain't no point of talking to them. Don't expend your energy. Expend nope. your energy talking to somebody who is willing to change, willing to listen, and has a mind that is willing to expand to understand the new ideas and shit. Cause those kind of men, I don't want you anyway. Like if you are the kind of man who says shit like I don't date black women because blah blah blah. Okay, good for me. You're saving me from having to go to jail. And we just talked about how fucked up jail is. So I don't want to go there. And I know this is a. I know this ain't gonna. This is gonna fall on some deaf ears just because of how our society is set up. Because I was talking to one of my friends about, and and she was talking to me about how much she had to kind of give up. To have a man accept her And it wasn't a lot But I was like you know what If you don't want to be with somebody You shouldn't have to give up nothing You should be yourself But that's I recognize that as male privilege Because as a male in society Who ain't never been expected to give up shit for a relationship I can say that With confidence and not worry about it But see women have always been in a position To have to give up something To be with a man And so I recognize that that wasn't really the appropriate message to to tell her because though I still believe it, it's not that easy. Yeah. In an instance where the man that you want to be with is telling you that you got to give up something to be with him, and that's fuckery to me. Sure. But is. that's also the dynamic that we have in our society when it comes to gender roles and men and women interaction. You know, which is fucked up. It but is indeed. But at the end of the day, women, if you be who you fuck you want to be. Yep. And if you are giving up something to be with a man, make sure you have chosen consciously to give that shit up. Don't let him make you give that shit up. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, to me, still being able to maintain some of yourself and some of your identity is still much better than just submitting to be with somebody. And it's healthier because women, people in general, it's not just women, but people in general, when they do that, there's no guarantee that this relationship is going to last forever. And so then you've given up all of these parts of who you are. So then when he's gone, well, who are you now? You know what I'm saying? Like you always want to keep that sense of identity about yourself because there's no like it, it there ain't no guarantees in life. Yeah. And you don't know whether or not this relationship is going to last for you to be changing into somebody that you may or may not like for him. Then when he gone now what? It's a lot harder to go back to who you were if you get too far away from it. So Yeah. It's not healthy. It's just not healthy. So be who you want to be, women. Pretty I mean much. for better or for worse. But that's for everybody. I mean, these are relationship dynamics that exist sometimes. I mean, sometimes men are gonna run into women who expect you to change somehow mm-hmm. for their comfort and their convenience. If you are anybody that's changing for somebody, do that shit because you want to and you consciously know that it's something that you are even willing to give up if that's the case. 
Don't just fucking close your eyes and wake up a year later and don't know who the fuck you looking at in the mirror. Mm-hmm. That's that shit that you should be afraid of happening. Yes. Anyway, the last thing I got to talk about is Donald Trump. Fuck that guy too. Uh, election coming in eight days. Listen, y'all. I mean, ain't nothing I can say that's gonna change what the fuck y'all gonna do. But what they finding out now with the early voting is it's a lot of people out there in the lines that don't know who the fuck they gonna vote for while they in the lines. They been, I've been looking at the reports of that shit. It's people out there today that's voting. Well, not today because it's Sunday. But that's out there who don't know who the fuck they're going to vote for. In the lines. That shit is crazy to me. You know? But how? How sway? Like, how are you? Uh, okay. But I was, I was talking to somebody about if you take away <clears throat> if you take away Donald Trump's bullshit all the fuckery he said everything negative about Donald Trump take all that shit away and if you take away all the negative shit about Hillary Clinton take away all of her email whatever you think bad about Hillary Clinton take all that shit away Hillary Clinton is vastly vastly more qualified to run this country than Donald Trump is that's just the fact I don't give a fuck who you is I don't give a fuck what you say that is a fact it is you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I will respect you if you tell me that is true. But maybe with all the other stuff added, maybe she's not the best for security of the country because of the shit she done been through as far as Benghazi, as far as the emails, because all of that shit that she done is related to the security of the country. But are we any more secure with him? It ain't that we more secure with him. It's that he ain't done nothing to show that he ain't responsible with it. The FBI said she ain't do nothing wrong, but she wasn't responsible worth a damn. But he hadn't done nothing to show that he would put the security of the country at jeopardy. Not from the outside in. He putting the security of motherfuckers inside the country at jeopardy. That's what he's doing. I mean, I just feel like he... Well, again, I know that the president can't just launch missiles. But I don't think he needs access to the launch codes either way. I just don't think he needs them. And this is a fucked up ass thing to say as an American citizen. And I don't know if I'm... I won't call myself a patriot, but... You know, oh, whatever. No. <laughs> but it wouldn't bother me to if he was the president. If he became the president, I would really want shit to fuck up the next four years. Just so for the rest of history, we motherfuckers who didn't support Trump can be like, we told y'all motherfucking asses. But the only reason I don't want that to happen because he can do thirty or forty years worth of damage in one oh, presidency. Yes. That shit has been done before. Yes. He and the can. shit Bill Clinton did is gonna continue. It's gonna continue. That mass incarceration shit is gonna continue. You can do 20, 30, 40 years worth of damage from legislation. So and if anybody can do it. it so is that's him. the reason I didn't want him in. And that's not to say that Hillary Clinton can't do no fucking damage, but I just feel like the damage that he would do would be more harmful my community and the things that I value and mental health and counseling and LGBT and Latinos and immigrants and Indian Americans and Asian Americans I feel like his 30 to 40 years worth of shit can do more damage to those groups and I don't think that the 30 or 40 years worth of damage that Hillary would do would do it to my community what she would probably do is some shit related to corporations and bigger industries and shit that like she'll may, may do shit that 30 40 years down the line will give them more rain or more issues but that's just what's important to me when it comes to them elections. But what Donald Trump said in his last situation was, we have these ghettos. This is the first time he's used the word ghettos. These pockets of land in which there are bad problems, horrible, horrible problems, blah, blah, blah. And 
he said, I quote, the violence, the death, the lack of education, no jobs. We're going to work with the African-American community and solve the problems of the inner city. He proposed a new deal for black America. And so, one, I just don't like the whole idea that that's what we are. Black people are just in ghettos and black people are just poor and just, we just kill each other and we violent and just that's all we, we consist of. That's Do you live in the inner city? Because... No, I don't. I don't live in the inner city. That generalization. The fuck? It's fucking the game up. Like, that's that's what... He, when he see a black person, that's what he sees. You know what I'm saying? Like, when he see Omarosa, he probably think that she grew up in the hood growing, when she was little but don't know just because... The color of her skin And that I just makes her even more stupid To want to work for somebody that views you like that The second part I was thinking it was like, What the fuck kind of deal I don't even want to know he come up for just black Like when you go to Walmart <laughs> Free watermelons for everybody Kool-Aid is going to be 50% off For all y'all Grape sodas Chicken drumsticks Flour Oil, y'all will get those things. We are going to create subsidies. We are going to give y'all the foods that y'all like. <laughs> he wouldn't do that shit because his party won't let him do that shit because that's just giving shit away. So a new deal is not going to represent giving some away. It's gonna do. It's gonna be something crazy. I don't know, but you know, I just feel like he tried to find a way to sign us back all into slavery, which would never work. I mean, there would be a we. A, just mass murder but i just feel like that when i hear new deal and donald trump and black people all together in one sentence it just i just feel like we would all end up like how the slaves were i said this in an old podcast the best case scenario of a donald trump presidency is that he ain't a republican is that he is a Democrat. It's shit he's saying in these damn rallies that are not Republican shit. In the last rally he had, he talked about a plan, the best plan to forgive student debt. And what he talked about was one of the best plans for student debt that anybody would ever have. That's not a Republican situation. Neither is offering up a new deal for black Americans. That ain't either. I just I don't think he would be the most left leaning Republican. Like I said, Donald Trump is not representing his ideals and views. He is representing the ideals and views of the people that he believe will vote for him. I don't think we know what the fuck Donald Trump believes. <laughs> I really don't. I don't think we know what Donald Trump's belief system is. I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think we're going to get a racist ass xenophobic ass sexist ass president if it's donald trump no more than how much a fucking 70 years is co is supposed to be racist in america you know what i'm saying i i that's the best case scenario to me and if he gonna be the president potentially i hope that's the case like i said a part of me want to see it crash and burn but you know what a part of me want him to be like ah fuck y'all republicans i told y'all when i was a democrat and if I were to run, I'd do it as a Republican because he said this shit in an interview before because that's where I'll get all my votes from. So, I don't know. And I guess maybe because it's so close to the election, that part of that's part of me rationalizing the idea that Donald Trump might be a president. That's a part of me justifying 
how I might exist and how I might feel if Donald Trump become a president. Shit would be so fucking terrible. I just. But he did talk about repealing Obamacare, which that ain't gonna work. That ain't gonna work. Now with an alternative solution, can't just stop that shit. It ain't gonna work like that. It's a system that's been intertwined in the last four five years. You can't just stop it. You gonna have to. You gonna have to find some alternative shit that exists to replace it with. What if his new deal was like the purge? <laughs> the purge? Oh hell no! Nah. I saw the last purge too. I don't really watch shit like that, but I saw it. It wasn't a bad movie, but ain't no fucking way in hell I'll be out there getting my ass about purged. And you know what? To me, that shit wouldn't reduce crime. No. I think it'll normalize crime. I think that if a purge happened, I think in that world that exists, they make the narrative that it keep crime low because you get one day a year where you can do shit. But what if you got five people you want to kill, but you can get the number one? You gonna want to kill them? Other- You're not gonna wait a whole year to kill them motherfucking <laughs> motherfuckers. That don't make sense to me. You gonna go kill their ass? Like on purge morning, like how would they know? Like on purge morning, you can literally go to their house and kill their ass. How they gonna know that you did that this morning instead of last night? <laughs> it's gonna make crime go higher, at least for a three or four days span. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, that shit don't make sense to me, but whatever. I just feel like that his new deal <laughs> would be like the purge. It'd be some purge shit. The only way it'll be a new deal for black people is if we were the only ones that got a chance to purge. Everybody else just had to get the fuck on. That's how to be a deal for black people. Otherwise, it'll be a deal for white people. <laughs> they doing that shit already. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds scary. But that's all I got. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck that guy. Fuck him. I don't. Uh, not gonna be able to say fuck tre- President Trump and it be taken well kindly. <laughs> I'm probably still gonna be saying that shit. Though. Fuck that dude. Cause I still say fuck Bentley and he's our governor. Fuck him. You know, I, I'm not. I won't say it. I won't say that. I won't say fuck President nobody. Have I said fuck President somebody? I don't think I said fuck President. I Bush. said fuck President Bush. I mean, outside of meaning it. I mean, I. Don't, I mean, I'm saying it now, but I said it about Bush. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, President Obama becoming the president has put a new perspective on the presidency for me, and it just make me feel like I just need to. Prison is a hard ass job to have. It is. It is. It's a hard ass job to have. I just feel like if nobody else is gonna respect them, then I can at least respect the fact that they made it there, regardless of my uh, lack of understanding of how the fuck they made it there. We here now. I ain't gonna respect them anymore just because he has president tax. No, let me on. No, I ain't gotta respect the person. <laughs> I respect the position. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I say fuck Donald Trump on November seventh, and I say fuck Donald Trump. In 2020, <laughs> but then four years span, I be quiet. When he leave, I be talking again. <laughs> Friday reference for y'all motherfuckers that don't know that. <laughs> but uh, that anyway, that's that's all I got. You got anything else on your mind? I'm horrifically hungover. Wonderful. I've not never drank really. a day in my life. It's not. It's not the same. Being 31 and hungover is completely different from being 21 and hungover. I will say that. It's like being hungover at 21 is like getting hit by a bicycle. Being hungover at 31 is like getting hit by a a uh, Subaru. 18-wheeler. 
Well, it's gonna get worse at forty one. So what's gonna hit you at forty one? A plane? I'm not gonna be getting hung over at forty one. You say that, man. I'm not. I'm not. The only re- I went to a Halloween party on a boat for a cruise. Like Halloween and New Year's are the two times that this happens usually. At forty one, I just don't. I ain't finna be still going out. I hardly go out now. So. 10 years from now I probably will have ceased all of that shit hopefully I'll be you know maybe somebody's mom be a little harder to do that shit people do it I'm not gonna so yeah at least I have a voice I'm hungover but I have a voice which is better than last week and this cold a cold trying to creep up on my ass I don't play that shit <laughs> you never get sick I ain't been sick this whole year last year I got sick twice I haven't been sick this whole year I, I'm, I'm trying to get to December I'm trying to knock this little whatever this throat and mucus thing out before it manifests in some bullshit. I guess I'll know by the morning. <laughs> but, man, I'm trying not to get sick this whole year. 2016, the first year that I never got sick. This, right now, I just got a little nose-blowing situation going on. If it turns into all full-blown cold tomorrow, then, because I'm going to try again for 2017. My younger brother jokes all the time that I get sick once a month, at least. <laughs> But I've always had a very weak immune system. Like I almost had to repeat third grade because I was out. Oh, and I was legitimately sick. Just I, if it like you this cold shit, I'm probably gonna get sick from this. I don't have a cold yet. Okay. I just have a buildup of mucus that's causing me issues. That if the bacteria within that mucus don't get handled asap by either releasing that mucus, however that does, then it would develop into a cold because it will spread through my body. Whatever you need Trying to, to avoid tell, that shit Whatever you need to tell yourself To feel better You do that When I call your ass In the morning And tell you I'm moonwalking Out the house fine <laughs> I want you to remember This shit you talking right now <laughs> We'll see what happens We'll see <laughs> But anyway uh, Until we come to the next conversation We out Holla Holla